Hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome to the Big Game Boomer Show. Hope you're doing well this evening. Before we get started, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Hit us up with those five-star reviews on Apple and Spotify. We appreciate y'all keeping those coming. Um, we got ATL Jimmy in the house today, but I like to call you Jimmy C. Uh, what, what's up, man? How's it going? Doing good, doing good. Rocking a little bit of a cold here. Uh, pain in the butt, but uh, you know how it is. Always getting sick uh, with little kids. Um, but uh, so, yeah, so so tonight we are talking, um, we're talking top 10 uh, coach, hottest co- head coaches that are on the hot seat, the top 10 coaches. So you made a list. I made a list. We haven't looked at each other's list yet. So we're just going to go down. Um, we probably may have some of the guys on the list and uh, we'll just see. Uh, we'll see where we are. Um, and, uh, yeah. What's up, Leaf? What's up, man? How you doing? No Washington, uh, coaches on the hot seat tonight. So you don't have to worry about that, bud. Okay. All right. So I'm going to do mine first. Um, are you going all 10 or one at a time? One at a time. All right. So my first is a, a guy from Tallahassee, Florida, and that is Mike Norvell. And he's a guy that I think is... I think he's pretty safe, but I put him on here because Florida state fans are very impatient. Um, he's a super nice guy, but he's eight and 13, um, in, in three years, he's zero and three against the top 25 last year. They look great against, uh, Notre Dame and then they lose to Jacksonville state. Um, now this off season, they, they have allowed him to hire a lot more support staff and analysts to help him with recruiting to compete with some of the guys, some of the big dogs like Georgia and Alabama. Um, there was obviously the big Travis Hunter debacle where they lost him to Jackson state, uh, last year. But, um, I don't think if, if they go have a bad year this year, um, I could see, I could see, uh, maybe next year him getting fired. If he goes, goes bad again, they're still paying Willie Taggart. Um, seven million dollars. Um, so so that that goes into it, and uh, I think his buyouts around like sixteen million. So I don't think he's I don't think he's going to get fired this year. But but they really need to make a bowl game. Well, yeah. what's he doing there? Who do no, you got? I, at ten? Who do you got, got at ten? He's on mine. Um, I've got Brian Hartson at number one for a couple of reasons. You got him at one or ten? One. Okay, so we're starting at ten. Who who do you have at ten? Oh, you're on ten. Well, that. I messed that up. All right. Well, that's 10. close. He's pretty close to mine. <laughs> uh, number 10, I've got Neil Brown. Um, uh, uh, he's been on a couple of your lists I've seen. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if he's gone up or down, but he's kind of, I mean, he's been average in which a lot of fan bases get just tired of average. You almost rather be up and down and up and down and up and down than just kind of literally just, I think he's 17 and 18 since he's been there. He's now got three recruiting classes in, which that's usually when fans want to kind of start seeing something different. So I think I don't I don't know if we'll get fired after this year, definitely not during this year. But I think if um if he has a bad year, he's definitely he'll be high on the hot seat list next year. Yeah, I've got I've actually got Neil Brown at number nine on my hot seat list. And yeah, he has not gotten it done. Um I know that West Virginia fans weren't happy with Dana Holgerson, but at least Dana Holgerson put a team out there that was exciting to watch. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were some fun offenses with Will Greer. Um, 
that one year and uh, got drawn a blank. Uh, Gino, God, what's Gino, his last name? Tavon. Yeah, Gino, Gino Smith, Gino Smith uh, Tavon Austin. I mean, those were some good years. And uh, he did. Yeah, he's got a $20.2 million buyout. Um, so that's a lot of money. And West Virginia is not a, a technically, you know, very rich athletic department. So I've got him at nine. So pretty close to, to you, who you have. So who do you have at nine? I've got David Shaw at nine. And this is another one that's just kind of tough to see happening. But he's kind of, he's just entering that stage where I think they, it's been three straight seasons without a postseason. Um, yeah <laughs> uh it's just been a tough past couple of years and it's just it's almost kind of getting to that time where it just feels like it's time for a change where he'll probably go somewhere else and be very very successful because a couple of years ago he was up there with the huge names in college football and ever since then he just dropped off yeah i had so i was gonna put shaw on there um he's paid 8.9 million dollars a year which is crazy and he he's won three pac 12 championships um he's 93 and 45 overall um but he's 11 yeah he's 11 and 19 over his last three seasons it feels like things have kind of uh faded out for him success wise um so i left him off the list just because I, if anything i see them they did go three and nine last year i see them potentially just kind of parting ways i don't think he's gonna get fired i, I just see it kind of saying hey you know this has been a good run you know we're gonna pay it you know get, i don't think he's gonna get fired um so so who do you have at number eight uh i've got jed fish yeah That's interesting true. jed fish yeah you know i've had him on the, i've had him on the podcast and uh-oh. I, I I like Jed Fish. I, I think what he's doing, he's building a good thing there down in uh, in Tucson. What what what? what he's you... definitely building. I mean, just because he's he's had a good off season and he needed it, but he just a, a first year that bad. If you come back and don't follow it up with some sort of kind of momentum going the, dip, the opposite direction, you're usually kind of your seat's going to start getting pretty hot. So I think he's he's kind of up there. With, it's been tough to just with so many newer coaches. Um, he's one that's not quite on the hot seat yet to me, but he's a couple losses. Like Baylor B said, he's, if he starts two and five, he's definitely there. He definitely needs to win some games. They, they only went one and 11 last year, but a lot of those games were very close. Like they had Oregon on the ropes, um, in the third quarter and Oregon pulled away. But, um, a lot of those games were very close. They had a pretty good defense. Uh, they just could not move the ball offensively. And they did bring in Jaden Delora, who I think was a huge transfer pickup from the, from Washington mm-hmm. state. Um, as a quarterback. And then they also brought in Jacob Cowing, who was a 1000 yard receiver at UTEP. So I think the offense will be more productive. And I actually like Arizona uh, this year uh, to finish. I mean, I think they could go five and seven, six and six. uh, And I think that'd be a huge step up for him, but that's an interesting take. So for me, one Arizona's work quick. Arizona's one in twenty three since early twenty nineteen. You can thank Kevin Kevin Sublin. Right. And I realize he's <laughs> he's not he's not to blame for all of it, but at the same time, if you've got that kind of streak going on, usually you're the, the head coach is the one to blame. Yeah. So the next guy, so my number eight, I've got Carl Durrell from um from from Colorado. Now he did win the Pac twelve uh head coach of the year in twenty twenty, but I mean it's a COVID year. There was so much just I mean, they they only played six games. Um, but, uh, he's eight and 10, uh, in, in, I guess two years now, um, they went four and eight last year. Just, I mean, they had no offense. Their offense was terrible. 22 players transferred out of CU. 
um, that he let go of six coaches. He's 0-3 against the top 25. Like I said, their offense was 129th in uh, total offense. Um, his current buyout is only uh, $7.8 million, and it drops to $4 million, um, in the next year. So the only thing about him, about Durrell, is that from what I've heard, the admin, the academic administration at Colorado does not care at all about uh, about athletics anymore. So I, it's that's why it's not. It's kind of why Mel Tucker went to Michigan State. So I don't see. I don't know if they'll fire him, even if they do suck this year. But uh, definitely on the list because it's just. I mean, God, I remember Colorado when I was a little kid in the nineties. I mean, they just would kick some butt, and now it's just it's a it's a shame what they are today. And and I know CU fans that that are fed up about it. That I uh, wish they were still in the Big Twelve. So uh, that's my number eight pick. Who you got at number seven? Uh, number seven, I got. Uh, you'll like this one, Steve Sarkeesian. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and this is another one just solely because it's Texas. I think he's just got so much pressure on him. Um. Five and seven last year with a six-game losing streak mixed in there, which no upper echelon team wants to see. So I just I just think if he doesn't win this year, he's gonna he's gonna have a lot of trouble on his hands. And I think win a lot too. If he just uh, he some of these coaches just need to go six and make a bowl game, get to six wins, and hit the postseason, they'll be fine. But Sark, I think, especially with Lincoln Riley out of the OU, and there'll be a downfall. I think he's just he's got a lot of pressure to win it, and if he doesn't, they'll start coming after him. Yeah, see, I, I think with Sark landing Arch Manning and then kind of the the wave of recruits that have committed to Texas after that, yeah. I think that that's bought him some time. Um, that offense, I mean, they definitely need to step it up this year. With with uh, Everyone thinks Quinn Ewers is just like the next uh, Peyton Manning, but he hasn't paid, you know, played it down yet. Um, but uh, with him, Bijan Robinson... Um, I mean, they can't go seven and five this year, right. but, but, but I think the recruiting class has bought him time. Um, but if he does go seven and five or six and six this year, I would definitely say next year, he's going to be on the hot seat Exactly, uh, for sure. They but they just can't, they, I mean, when you're Texas, you can't just fire head coach after head coach every yeah. two to three years. I mean, it, every time you do that, it just sets the program, uh, back and, uh, <laughs> Steve Sarkeesian, AKA Mr. Seven and six. Yep. Um, Texas has to improve on defense. Yes, exactly. That's what I was saying is Texas. Yeah, they've got all these skill guys, but in the trenches, they're terrible. So they got to get more physical on the offensive line and defensive line if they want to beat Baylor, Oklahoma State or OU this year. So that was your seventh pick. Um, my seventh pick is Scott Satterfield from Louisville. Um, he's a guy that uh, he's been... Yeah, uh, I, I mean they went uh, they went eight and five in 2019, um, but but the problem is he, he's 18 and 19 in three years. This is his fourth year. Um, he's lost to Kentucky by a combined 119 points. Imagine if like South Carolina had lost to Clemson in three years by that amount. Um, that someone would be fired. Um, and he also flirted with the South Carolina job before they hired Shane Beamer um, and was just kind of a very awkward situation. He had to he had to um, like wrote like a handwritten letter to season ticket holders apologizing for thinking about leaving a uh, very odd situation. Um, but the only he is doing well in recruiting right now. He's kind of really uh, 
has found a little pipeline in California and uh, they're having some success there. But to me, it just doesn't sound like a good fit. Um, since 2019, he's 10 and 13, um, seven and 10 in the ACC and his buyout is only 5 million, which is certainly doable um, with all the money that comes into college uh, athletics. So he's a guy that I, I think I could easily see getting let go if things don't go well this year. Who you got at number six? Number six is another kind of reach, but you got to hear it out. Uh, Jim Harbaugh. And that I've just got solely <laughs> off. He was, you, you had him on your hot seat list, I think, last year. Well, yeah, and, yeah, last year. That was before he won the Big Ten. Or, well, exactly. The then he went to the Big Ten last year, and he, then he goes, flirts with the NFL all offseason. And then if he comes back, has a letdown year this year, and I really think Ohio State is just going to boat race him. If he's got a letdown year, not that many wins, and he gets – Beat at the breaks out of him out of in uh, in Columbus. I would bet he whether it's himself doing it or the school doing it. I could see him this being his last year at Michigan. I don't see. So you think they'd fire him, or you think that they would? I don't know. If they, I think it, I think at that point it'd probably be a mutual thing. I think he just how many times every time there's an NFL job, it's Harbaugh, 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 and I mean I I don't know. I can just see him kind of being one of those guys if he doesn't have a he's got to re, he's got to follow it up. If he hasn't followed up, I think it just kind of goes under the under the rug and you never really hear about it again. Jim Harbaugh sucks at recruiting. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he is struggling at recruiting right now, that's for sure. And I think that has a lot to do with, with what happened in the offseason with him flirting with the Vikings job. And also, I don't think Michigan is uh, coming up to scale with their NIL efforts uh, compared to some of the big boys like Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia. so much talent last year. Yeah. But we both said, I mean, I said, they. I think they'll go 10 and two. You said you think they'll go nine and three, eight and four. Um, so yeah, he's not going to get fired, but I could, I mean, he could potentially leave for sure. There's could all, he, could be, could be, could be up there high on the next year. If he has a bad year, I think too. He's a, he's a flight risk. Uh, Lewis, Lewis says Harbaugh isn't getting fired. I agree with you. I, I think ATL Jimmy's wrong. Um, all right. So for six, I've got uh, Tom Allen and um, you know, he, in 2020, he was the darling of the, of college football. We talked about him a couple of days ago. Um, they go six and two in 2020, but last year, I mean, they just crapped the bed, go two and 10, Oh, and nine in big, uh, big 10 play. Um, he's 15 uh, and 28 in conference play. They're Oh, and three in bowl games. He's three and twenty versus top twenty-five teams uh, this year's uh, not looking good. I mean, last year they had high expectations and they get blown out by Rutgers, Minnesota, and Purdue. Um, just the the thing that's saving Tom Allen is that his buyout's twenty-seven point seven million. So um, they're not going to fork out that cash. Um, he'll probably get if things kind of go the way they are. I think maybe two years down the road um, they could get fired. Um, but, uh, this is, I think we should stop talking about good COVID seasons. So many random coaches had success. That's true. I mean, a lot of teams, like we look at Iowa state, Indiana, um, Northwestern had a good year in the COVID year. Um, who else had a good year? Was it, uh, a Texas A&M, they went 10 and two. Um, they're, they're traditionally an eight and four, seven and five team. Wow. Um, but yeah, no, that's true. Hard um, to forget, but that, yeah, I agree with leaf. They were way 
way overhyped after the COVID season, like his Washington Huskies, uh, who now have a head coach and things are hopefully looking better for them. All right. So, so we're down to, uh, we're, we're down to our top five now. So, uh, hit me up with number five. Who you got? Number five, I've got your number 10, Mike Norvell. Okay. And I, so you- I, I originally was thinking just because I think he's doing a good job, but I had him higher up. What you kind of mentioned about the, um, the boosters and the NIL backing he's finally getting, I think that puts probably more pressure on him. And the just if he doesn't have a good year this year, he's now got the university really backing him with his the money. And I think they'd quickly move on and just kind of try to get a fresh start with this new NIL package. They were slow to put together that they now have. So, so let's say he goes, which I, I mean, I think, I think they, they improved last year. The, the second half of the season, they, they, they started right. out like 0 and 4, but they started playing better, didn't make a bowl game. But um, you got Jordan Travis back as your quarterback, kind of as an anchor. Um, let's say they go 5 and 7. Do you think he gets fired? That's where it's right on the border. I, I, because I, I think if he's at a, NC State or Syracuse, I think he's I think he's doing a great job, but just being at a Florida State where they just require and demand so much, five and seven, I think it would I I really couldn't tell you. I think it'd be up in the air. I think four wins he's definitely gone. Five and seven, I would say I bet he gets canned too. And depends on what kind of five and seven, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with CBB. He said Mike Norvell just entered a bad situation. Not right. all his fault. That is true. I mean, Willie Taggart. Yeah, that may be Willie Taggart may be one of the worst uh Head co- I need to make a list. Top 50 worst head coaching hires of the last decade. Yeah. Because um, I think Willie Taggart would definitely be up there. That was definitely a bad, bad coaching hire. Um, and I like Mike Norvell. He's a nice guy. Right. All right I think so, anywhere other than Florida State, he's doing a great job. I, they just demand and expect. Yeah, it's a high-pressure job. Right. Um, all right. Okay. So, for, so my top – so my number five is Dino Babers from Syracuse. Now – if you're, you know, people don't really talk about Syracuse much. The, the, you know, the year that I remember them is when they, uh, I think it was 2018 when they beat Clemson. I was on a Friday night. I was on vacation in Oregon and I was watching it like that game on like the beach. Um, and I was like, Whoa. And I remember Dabo was like crying about, we shouldn't be playing games on Friday night. Um, <laughs> but, but since then, I mean, He's 29 and 43 in six years. This will be his seventh year there. He's four and 15 versus the top 25. He's had five out of five, five out of six losing seasons. Um, there are no, you know, it's, Syracuse is a private school. So, so it's hard to get the numbers on what his buyout is, but from what I've kind of researched, it's around six to 7 million. Um, now their uh, athletic director did say recently that uh, he is not the, um, that, Dino is not on the hot ba- on the hot seat um, to kind of calm the fan base's nerves. He said that he's not on the hot seat um, even if Syracuse misses a bowl game in 2022. Um, I think that's just more of a kind of settling fan base's nerves before the season. Um, they bring in that whole new offensive staff, basically Virginia's whole offensive staff. Um, this kind of feels like the uh, the last hurrah. Uh, for Dino Babers at Syracuse. And uh, if he does um, let get let go, I'd like to see Coach O go up to uh, go up to Syracuse and uh, and, you know, be uh, be uh, repping it in the carrier dome. He did. He had he's coached up there. He's uh, yeah. I think he was an offensive line coach up there. Um, yeah. Someone said it was when Dino was at Baylor from 2008 to 2011. 
Dino had two. Oh, someone said Dino had two daughters that went to high school with me, but only one graduated. Oh, that's cool. Small world. <laughs> yeah, Dino from CBB. Dino has gone ten and three, and also one and ten. Really weird. Yeah, I mean their defense played great last year. They just they could not pass the ball worth a lick last year. Um, Sean Tucker needs to run for two thousand yards this season. Um, I think for Dino to keep his job. All right, that's my number five. Who do you got? Who, who's your number four? Who you got? Number four, I've got who could be higher, but just Jeff Collins, <laughs> Mister Four Hundred Four. Yeah, I think he's he's probably the most likely to get hired in the middle of the year. To be completely honest, just because I mean it's he's given so much grace just taking over the triple option. I mean, everyone knew the first two three years were going to be bad, but just the Northern Illinois type losses. Those are the ones that you doesn't matter if you're uh, if you're a team like Georgia Tech and that recruiting bet of Atlanta, you should be able to throw eleven guys on the field and beat teams you're that much better than. So it's those bad losses that has really he also, hurt. Him. He also lost fifty five to zero to Notre Dame last year. Yeah, there's, he's just he's had so many bad losses, which a loss to Notre Dame is not a big deal, but losing fifty five to zero is. I mean, they just he's nine and twenty five. This is year four. He has such a tough schedule ahead. I know the buyout took a big dip this year to, I think, seven and a half. Um, his buyout is, so it, it yeah, drops to $7.2 million after 2022. What would have been if they fired him this year? Uh, I think it would have been like $12 million. So, I mean, it's almost double. So, it, that drops in half. And I, I, I think if he struggles at all, which with this schedule he's, he's bound to, I the only reason I don't have him so low is that He's won – I mean, Clemson's – if Clemson plays like they did to start the year last year, they come into Georgia Tech and he only loses by a touchdown, and then they win a couple. He can easily get the fan base to rally behind him and think it's finally turning around. But uh, I think he's probably the most likely on this list to be fired mid-year. Yeah, they definitely would have fired him last year if they could have afforded the buyout. The problem with right. Georgia Tech is that uh, they're currently paying – I did some research on this. They're currently paying $13 million a year in debt to just – pay their bills basically for their athletic program. So um, that's a huge, uh, huge issue there. Um, so, so for me, number four, um, I have Brian Harson. Um, and why I don't have him as low as possible, uh, you know, like at one um, is just because I think the fan base is going to try and rally around him and the players are going to rally around him. And, um, and I think that, uh, that, you know, the, the attempted coup by the boosters to get him fired, I, I think that's kind of brought th him together for now. Um, they had 19 outgoing tra transfers. Um, Derek Mason, the defensive coordinator leaves for a $4,400,000 pay cut, um, had a five game losing streak to end 2021. Um, his offensive coordinator, Austin Davis, uh, stepped down, um, I mean, just all the signs are pointing for him to to go. Um, he's got a twenty, I think, or I think it's actually a fifteen million dollar buyout. Um, and but but this is a fan base that's flush with cash, so they paid Gus Malzahn uh, twenty one million dollars to to leave uh, happily. I think being a head coach and getting fired maybe one of the best like things that could happen to someone because you're getting paid yeah. to not work. Like, could you imagine? If you had twenty one and a half million dollars, just to sit on your butt. Physic was out of he, he didn't work for 
seven years because he was yeah. paid from Cam Newton's year. Go buy some uh, real estate in South Beach yeah. and uh, <laughs> spend a couple years being an analyst or I mean something. So um, I don't know. I think I, I do think he's under serious pressure. Um, I think they need to win eight games uh, for him to keep his job. But I've got him at number four um, on the hot seat for sure. Who do you got at? Uh, are you at three or four? Are you at four right I'm now? I'm at three. Three. Okay. Who do you got at three? Three, I got Scott Frost. Just because it's Frosty. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it feels like every year has been his first year that four years he's been there. I mean, he's gotten so much grace just from being the the savior. I mean, it, it, I, I just think, I don't think he's a very good head coach. He hasn't had a winning record yet. This is year five. I actually take my wife said earlier. No, they probably wouldn't do it to him, actually. I mean, he just, He's gotten so much, such a benefit from just being such a Nebraska guy. But I mean, eventually you got to turn the tide. 15 and 29 in his first four years. Like I said, not one winning, winning record. Three and nine last year. I know BGB's put him up on his list of being on the hot seat, what, two, three times now. So you know the Nebraska boosters are eventually going to see that. I mean, they've got, he's got to really get it going this year. I think if he doesn't, I think even a bowl game, he could be gone. Yeah. No, I mean, Gosh, the the prop Frost would have been fired by now if uh, if, if I'm sorry, I'm out of breath. I had to, my computer was about to die, and I had to go run and get my charger out of the other room. But um, <laughs> but yeah, Frost, man, yeah, he would have been fired long ago if he did not play football at Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, it'd be, it's yeah, it's Tim Tebow coming to coach at Florida. He's just he's got so much leeway. Yeah. Now I think I saw, what was it in media days? I think they're, and I don't know, I can't, I can't recall if this is correct, but they said they need to win like seven games this year. Um, but yeah, he's 15 and 29, um, at, at, you know, so far at Nebraska, that's yeah. horrible. They've never been to a bowl game. He's 0 and 13 against the top 25. Um, his buyout um, is currently 15 million, but it drops down to 7.5 million after October 1st. So um so yeah, I mean he's definitely up there, definitely up there. Um, my third was was uh, like you said, Jeff Collins. We kind of already talked about him. Um, like like I said, I, I agree. I, I think our top five is pretty similar. It's right, just top uh, five is pretty clear cut. It was yeah ten. So who do you have? Who do you have at uh, at two? Herm Edwards. Yeah, Arizona State. I think just he's. I think he he's got he's he gets the benefit. He's being such big buddies with the athletic director, how he hand chose Herm Edwards after not coaching. I don't think he's coached in college football since George Bush was in office. He's 25 and 18, which is solid. But I mean, I think the AD um, when right before uh, Herm Edwards was fired or hired, he was quoted saying, I'm not satisfied with going to the Sun Bowl. And he watched Herm Edwards win the Sun Bowl this year and celebrate on the field. But I mean, just he had three coaches resign an OC, a DC, a tight end coach. Not resign. He, he they got fired because right. because and here's here's the thing about Herm Edwards that that the whole thing. Like, do you remember COVID? Like, I mean, COVID, you know, everyone has their own opinion about COVID, but do you remember back what was it like March of 2020 when we were all in our homes, kind of just scared, yeah. not knowing like kind of just on lockdown, doing nothing. They were having recruits come to Arizona state and visit Arizona state. Like, do you know how crazy yeah. that sounds like at that time back then, that's what they were doing. So 
the fact that this guy still has a job after doing that, it just blows my mind. Um, and, and he's buddies with the AD. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the reason the staff has, it has been gone except for him. But, right. um, I, I think he's done after this yeah. year. I think he's, he's got a uh, 17 players into the portal, right? Yep. 17 players have transferred and they, and they had those, uh, they had an NCAA investigation on their recruiting, what, last summer? And since then, they have not landed a four-star or better outside of uh, – a four-star or better high school or JUCO, JUCO recruit since that uh, investigation. The AD needs to be fired, too. Yeah, I agree. Um, that might be what has to happen. If he's not going to fire Herm after – just kind of it's very because i mean i think any other any 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 other situation i think the head coach would have been fired um and it's funny he paid the um that same ray anderson paid todd graham 12.8 million dollars uh to to leave and uh but he won't pay uh herm edwards eight million dollar buyout which is uh I, i think after this season so so we'll see. I think Arizona State. I've got. We haven't done our Pac-12 picks yet, but I, I think they're going to be probably the worst team in the Pac-12. Right, and that's now. also on low. I mean, they've got. He's got a tough year ahead too. So it's just yeah, the bad recipe. It's fun. It was Herm? Herm was the guy that was like, "You play to win the game." Was that was that Herm Edwards? Was that him? Yeah, that said I think that? he had a couple rants, but I think that was one of them. He was cool, like on on ESPN. But man, it's really uh, he's a good person. He's like a Stephen A. Smith as a head coach. He's a good personality. He's fun, but. When you have him trying to recruit him, he's just kind of gets that Stephen A. clownishness. Yeah, I agree with you, Leaf. He says Herm isn't too bad of a coach compared to others on this list, but there's too much controversy going right. on for him not to be fired. Yeah, that's exactly what we're saying. Um, so and uh, <laughs> says everybody chill. They have Emory Jones at quarterback. Yeah, that's what Florida fans were saying last year, and I picked Florida to finish fifth. Uh, and they had a huge outrage over it, and they ended up finishing sixth uh, in the <laughs> SEC East. Um, going back to Frost, who Frost is my number one, who I have at number one on the hot seat. Um, he has to be number one. Um, uh, uh, Marwin said, no, Trev Albert said there is no specific record because there are a lot of factors like injuries, but you got to imagine seven, eight wins minimum. So here is <laughs> this is funny. Um, so, so Scott Frost, they go three and five uh, in 2023 and nine in uh, last year. And Trev Alberts, uh, their athletic director, says um, that they showed incremental process uh, between those two seasons. He did. He didn't specify what it did, but he said they did get better um, as a team from 2020 to 2021, which I found absolutely <laughs> laughable. Um you know, N- Nebraska fans, gosh, they're some of the friendliest fans out there. Um, I'm going up to Lincoln for that game. Um, can't wait to to see the atmosphere and everything. But gosh, I, I, if Scott Frost doesn't get it done this year, he he's got to go. Someone else has to come in. I and mean, they, they've fired coaches for much less that have done that have done much better. Yeah. Um, was it Mike Riley? I think didn't do that bad. Frank's. I think Frank Solich got fired. Um, from Nebraska, and he had a winning record because mm-hmm. um, he wasn't winning enough. Um, and and now that I mean, I just can't believe we're talking about Nebraska, and it's like, can they even make a bowl game? Like, could you imagine like like Alabama, 
like us talking about Alabama in 10 years being like, God, can they win five games? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's what we're doing right now. Um, but it'd be, it would be like if AJ McCarron came back to coach him. So they just have the such a beloved Nebraska icon as head coach. You can't really tell me head coaches leave and you just say, F that guy, you're done with him. You can cuss him for forever. But yeah. Frost, what do you do if he's because he, he's been horrible? Yeah, I don't understand how Frost is still the coach. <laughs> SEC fans would have burned the school down already. <laughs> That's so true. There, I mean, I will say I, I put out a list most loyal um, fans in college football, and Nebraska is up there as one of the most loyal um, fan bases out there. Yeah. Um, but but I, loyalty can be a bad thing uh, in, in sports. It's kind of like. Uh, um, I'm thinking of a way like Russell Westbrook with the Oklahoma city thunder they were so loyal to him, but they probably should have traded him. Yeah. You know, a few years before they actually did. And it's, it's, it's a bad, it's loyalty's great, but in some ways it can be bad. Yeah. Um, so I think that was a good list. I, I think that was a, I think our top 10, I, I think you're kind of crazy with Sark and Harbaugh, but, uh, but, uh, that, that, that's what we like. We like hot takes. So, um, so that's all we got for tonight. Um, we are doing a uh, an, a helmet giveaway for some Auburn fans because I know they're they're hurting right now. Um, so let me see who I had here. I believe list is Pablo Escobarner. Pablo Escobarner. If you're listening, you just want an Auburn helmet. So. Uh, hopefully that will get you through the uh, misery of what could be a possibly tough season for Auburn. Um, so um, are we going to be back tonight or tomorrow night? Are we going to do the big Tim West? Uh... Yeah, me. Okay. All right. We'll do that. I've got that. Um, I've also got another episode before. So I um, appreciate y'all for listening. Um, <laughs> this was a fun episode. Make sure uh, you hit that subscribe button for us. Um, like button. Just uh, just tap that like button. I don't know what it really does, but they say it's good. It's good for uh, for growing the YouTube channel. And uh, and if you're on Apple or Spotify, give us one of those uh, reviews, five star reviews. We always appreciate that. Um, ATL Jimmy, it's been fun, man. Um, I'm gonna go and get some uh, throat coat for my t- for my uh, throat because uh, God, a lot of talking. But uh, I'll see you tomorrow night, man. Yep. See ya. All right. Oh, 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 oh,